0: Hello everyone, this is the DanaCast. I'm Will Colton.
1: And I'm Lexi Colton.
0: And uh, we're here to talk about some board games.
1: More specifically, Tarot, which we just got done playing after our medieval festival.
0: Yep, so we played French Tarot. Uh, Previous years in this uh, this medieval party, whatever, we've played... uh, Tarok. which
1: is the Danish version. Danish Tarok.
0: yeah. So uh, Danish Tarock, uh, they're basically just totally different games that use the same deck of cards. We but could
1: review them. Both, both trick-taking
0: games. I don't quite remember Turok, so we're I remember
1: just... it's kind of some arbitrary rules. Like red is red cards are, are played in reverse order. Like you know, aces are high, whereas black is aces are low. Right. Like silly things like that.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Tarock's got. Turo is basically, it's like a cult, super old trick-taking game, right? So it's...
1: My favorite. Uh, I love trick-taking games. Definitely my favorite genre of game.
0: Gotta love trick-taking games. Super interesting. Um, this one has...
1: It's five-player, which is very similar to um, the game Moo, which if you've ever played has uh, some excellent rules where you become the chief by bidding and then you choose a partner and you and that partner take on the other three team members and... Um, The people that I like to play with, uh, which includes person we've mentioned before, Joe Huber, um, he and others agree that five is the fair number because the chief chooses a partner and then they have to take on three others. So that's kind of a, it seems like a more fair number. Um, Do you want to add to that?
0: Right. So, um, uh, well, I will add that that, that that's very similar to French Tarot, which has... Except you don't directly pick the partner. You kind of somewhat randomly pick the partner. Because right. uh, Moo has a bidding mechanism where you know some cards of your partners, basically. Um, this game you do not.
1: Right. Um, Instead, what you end up doing is you choose your hand. And there's there's kind of five suits, which is sort of similar to Moo, I guess. Moo has like um, this idea of a... Uh, it sounds like we're reviewing Moo now. But anyway, it has it has a Trump suit. Is that what they call it? Where yeah. basically all the cards that are Trump, you can choose either numbers. So we have to explain Moo to explain the whole thing. No. Not worth it. Anyway, so <laughs> this Trump suit um, trumps all other cards. Whereas... It's a much simpler trick-taking game in Tarot, where there's five suits, one of which um, is the trump suit always. So if right. you have those trump cards, you kind of know that you have enough trump cards to win.
0: Right. And just to clarify, so if you've ever had your your you've had a, a reading of Tarot cards, or your fortune read, um,
1: the, the way the way a Tarot
0: deck works is it's essentially the same as a regular deck
1: with four suits.
0: Uh, with four suits, plus it has these. Twenty-two extra cards that are all just these named cards that go from zero to twenty-one.
1: Like the Sun, Death, the Devil, etc. You know, your your quintessential fortune telling to row cards.
0: Right. So, um Those are Trump. And those are Trump. And so obviously 21, 21 is the highest. That's the world. That's the and um and so the game was interesting. It was an interesting, trick-taking game. It was kind of um The five-player aspect is fun, just having a partner, picking a partner, and then... You
1: don't pick a partner. So what ends up happening is the way you get the partner is that you actually just shout out the king of another suit. So you say, suppose you had, I don't know, you were rocking the deck in pentacles and swords and and rods, and you said, okay, I have no cups, so I'm going to pick king of cups to be my partner. Um... I, and I'm not sure that's best strategy anyway, but uh, so that's what you choose. You say King of Cups and then the, any, whoever has the King of Cups becomes your partner. Now there's also an additional aspect where there's a few cards that get that remain in the middle and depending on how you bid, those cards either become part of your hand or they don't become part of your hand and they become part of your game points or alternatively they become part of the alt, um, the opposite team's game points. Um And, you know, the king of whatever suit you choose could be in that suit. And then you don't have a partner, which happened to Will one time.
0: Right. That happened to me, and I ended up with negative 400 points that <laughs> round. It was basically a disaster. So definitely some kind of ridiculous luck in this game. Yeah. um uh, I would say modern trick-taking games probably alleviate a lot of the luck that happens in this game. Yeah. It, it, uh, it feels like... It just feels like, you know, it's it's... Which you know, for like an old like trick taking game, you know, classic trick taking games. There's definitely a lot of luck. I mean, that's just like how card games work. And I think, I think it was very fun. I, <clears throat> I enjoyed it immensely. But I do think, um, I do think it's kind of eclipsed by most other modern trick taking games I've played. I, I much, I'd much rather play Bottle Imp oh, no. or Moo or uh, Bargain Hunter or
1: anything else, I guess.
0: A lot of Hylo Jack. <laughs> Maybe even Hylo Jack. Well, Maybe no. I, yeah, I would play that. I might play that over Hylo Jack just because it's interesting. It is... Well, Hylo Jack is just as interesting. Okay, Hylo Jack is good too. Or Hylo Jack, favorite, I apologize.
1: favorite trick-taking game <laughs> Similar to Euchre.
0: So, anyway, I thought it was fun. It was interesting. It was definitely if you've got, like, a tarot deck because, like, you wanted to try reading somebody's fortune one time and then, <laughs> and then decided that that was ridiculous and put the deck somewhere in storage... Definitely pull that deck out. I would try look up French Taro. Look up uh, Danish Taro. Danish Tarot is yeah. also interesting. Um,
1: yeah, Taro was much more sim- was much simpler.
0: Yeah, I really
1: yeah I recommend French Taro.
0: Yeah, it was good. So and so so one thing we didn't mention is the scoring is very complicated. There's all these bonuses you can get. Um, how it's well not really you do that
1: complicated. It's it's your bet. You're basically you're going to base your bet on how many. Um, of these, what are they, what was the name they used? Um, bouts or something? Yeah, bouts. So each of the bouts that you got, so they're a little bit arbitrary. So the bouts are, um, the, all the tarot cards, or sorry, not tarot, all of the, what are they, trump Trump. cards are not worth much. They're worth like half a point each, unless you have one of the three, or unless you have a, a bout, which they call... The world, which is the high card, um, or the low card, which is the magician, or you have the Joker, um, and the joker's is kind of an even more bizarre card that we didn't talk about, right? Yeah. Do you yeah, want we, to mention that? Yes. Yeah, so ahead. I'll
0: talk about that. So that that's the one kind of it's a very mild twist, but it's an interesting, a slightly interesting twist on traditional trick taking is there's this card called the Fool or the, oh, the Joker.
1: Yes. Yeah, Usually the
0: Fool is the zero, basically, of Trump, except for it's not Trump. It is a card that automatically loses the hand.
1: No matter what. No
0: matter what. But the disadvantage is, basically it's a... Um,
1: you can replace a card in your hand with the... Sorry, if someone wins, were to win the Fool, then you would replace a card in your hand with the Fool. So you can not the, of, Not the heart. In your wait, score sorry. pile. In <laughs> your score pile. right? Right.
0: So basically... So more specifically, the Fool is kind of... It's basically a oh, I don't want to give them the king that will give them a ton of points. I'm just going to play the fool right now and to prevent them from getting too many points. It's kind of like a, it's just like a very mild, like, one-up for you. And then in addition to that, you get the fool back in your points pile, and the fool is worth the most points. It is actually, or it's worth the same as all Poor the things enough. that are worth the yeah. highest points. So, yeah. it's a, so it's a really good card to have in your hand. And it's um, it's also
1: one of the bouts. So in order to right score, um, in order to win a hand, right? Well, you have to gain, um, what's the really high? I forget what the really high number was. You have to win like seventy points or something, right? I think Isn't it's
0: fifty-six. It? Yeah, I
1: guess seventy is impossible. You have to win fifty-six points. Um, if you have none of the bouts, so you don't have the magician, you don't have the you don't have the high or low of trump, and you don't have the the fool the fool, um. And then if you have one bout, it decreases. Two bouts, it decreases. Three bouts, it decreases. And so ideally you want to get all the bouts um, in your game hand. So, I don't know. It was, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was fun. I really like trick-taking games. I would rather play Moo. But um, I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it?
0: I did enjoy it. I like. I, I actually very much enjoy trick-taking games. I don't get enough opportunities to play them. I feel like... Um... I don't know. They're kind of just overshadowed by more thematic board games, I guess. So they don't yeah. they don't seem to come out very often. But I would totally we be should, willing to play them.
1: We should do a segment on Vashdict, and then
0: uh, Vashdict and Moo and
1: Moo, yeah. Moo and, Mu and yeah. lots more, basically.
0: Yeah. What are your two? So what are your? How does this compare? What are? Yeah. What's a trick taking game that's worse than this one?
1: That's worse than this one. Yes. Um, I I don't know. I don't even know like Hearts or or Spades. I I didn't enjoy this when I played them.
0: Oh, really? So I adore hearts. I, I think that they're... I, I would not be able to name a trick-taking game worse than this one. hmm But I...
1: Maybe they're probably... It's
0: because I've mostly only played good ones, and I've enjoyed all the ones I've played. Um, no, maybe... Well...
1: I don't know. That was kind of a hard question.
0: It was... But... but yeah, so I, I think it's, it's definitely... It just the amount of fun that this game had just goes to show how fun trick-taking games are in general and it, yeah. it, it was still interesting it was definitely a good one it wasn't it wasn't quite as I like hearts but this one's probably cool. more interesting than hearts uh,
1: I mean I know this game is a medieval game oh remember we played scat yeah That yeah, was a trick-taking game as yeah. well so there's a where my grandmother's from in Germany um, Altenburg there they invented this card game called scat and I Actually, I can't really think about it. I, I actually don't remember all the rules for it, but I remember it being very complex and not as interesting, probably, as French Giroux. Right. Do you agree with that? I
0: do agree with that. I forgot yeah. about that one. Yeah. So that's
1: yeah, that's probably the low end of my list of another trick-taking very games.
0: classic, very old timey trick taking yeah. game invented in the small town Altenburg in Germany.
1: Uh, the thing I was going to add is that for having more than 52 cards in a deck. I don't think they really do much with it, right? Like, whereas I think Moo has slightly more than 52 cards, it, they do a lot more with it, right? I mean, right. I know it's a medieval game, you know.
0: <laughs> right, so that's what I would say about this game, is if you're a big fan of spades, if you're a big fan of hearts, if you like trick-taking games, even the classic ones, this one's interesting just because it's slightly different. Yeah, it's, it's a little just unique. The, having the tarot cards is different. Having different suits... You don't have just... Uh, you don't have the normal suits. You have the kind of interesting tarot suits. You have the... Which and, doesn't
1: really matter, it right? Doesn't but it doesn't really just, matter, but it's it just It feels kind of, medieval. It
0: feels medieval. It's just the deck of cards... Uh, the deck... The decks... We have several different tarot decks of cards, and none of them really are very playable. They're yeah. all clearly made for fortune-telling. It's kind of hard to tell what card you have. They're difficult to sort, but it makes it just <laughs> kind of unique. It's just like a very odd experience you're playing with these games, yeah. these cards. It makes it... It's just like kind of a... It's definitely more of an experience than it is, like, a game I would play all the time.
1: i played with all three of the decks, and I, or we have three different, we have five copies of Tarot, but three different decks. And one of the decks does not have numbers, like, as in, you know, you'll have five pentacles, and it won't, you'll just have to count the number of pentacles on the card. Nowhere on the card does it say the number five. That makes it extremely (laughs) difficult to play the game. But other than that, I mean, I don't think there's a problem. Right. So yeah. It's it's interesting. And then of course you can always read someone's fortune when you're bored. So that's right. an advantage. And we did that.
0: We did do that. <laughs> we, yeah, Lexi read several fortunes tonight. So that was a, a bonus <laughs> yeah. bonus of the of the tarot. You get a get some t- get tarot to go, which comes with some uh a description of how to how to read fortunes.
1: Yeah, I've been doing it since you high school. You do
0: that, look up how to play French Tarot. You got like <laughs> games and all night. All, you can have, have a Tarot night. Yeah, it's yeah. a good it's a good time.
1: Yeah, so on the Danny scale, I think I would rate this game I don't know. Danny didn't hate it.
0: Mhm. I Probably would say it. not much loud yelling. No. A quiet thinking.
1: Yeah, quiet which... thinking. She didn't bark much.
0: Mhm. I think mean, she was like exhausted by the time we played it. Probably.
1: We're gonna rate it a seven though.
0: Seven on the Danny's seven on the Danny's very important dance. Which really
1: doesn't mean much. (laughs) It means a lot for our dog, but
0: (laughs) So um so yeah, that was uh That was French tarot Yeah.
1: What what would you suggest we play next?
0: Um
1: what should we review next?
0: I I don't know. We'll see. I think uh I think a a real strategic competitive board game might be uh, might be in our future. We played the uh, co-op and we played kind of a card game. What were you thinking?
1: I want to review Via Palazzo.
0: Ah, so we get so we got the uh Via Palazzo, which or is the Villa. Uh,
1: I don't know, I don't speak Italian. <laughs> <Only> <laughs> the dexterity game. Spanish. Yeah, so we got
0: that recently and so we uh you know, it's a it's a Spil Jar's winner, the only dexterity game to win it, I think. So we
1: uh You may have a slide Asterisk,
0: asterisk is that not true? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's true.
1: Well, I believe you.
0: Um, so yeah, so that's probably gonna keep coming up. Lexi wants to review that one real bad, just because it's interesting. It's fun. It's like uh, it's like a fascinating version of Jenga. Anyway, but that'll be next time. So uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we hope you tune into the Danny Cast uh, next time. Definitely uh, subscribe in the RSS feeds if you have that.
1: <laughs> yes, we promise to be just as. Jovial and cheerful, and then we'll be harsher on other board games.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, this game was terrible. Don't play it. Yeah, don't play (laughs)
1: Tarot. Never.
0: All right. Thank you. Bye.